Another episode, another sermon. Um, what we're going to talk about is this this New York this New York Bleacher Report up, uh, updating. The Knicks might trade the number three pick. Uh, the New York Knicks have been exploring moving back in the trade in the draft, trying to trade uh, the number three pick for the Atlanta Hawks is number eight and number ten. And you know, to me, I'm thinking this is more of a Plan B. Uh, the first Plan A is getting Anthony Davis. So let's talk about it. Uh, if the Knicks made this trade. Do you think do you think trading back to get eight and ten? Do you see a New Orleans Pelicans team still wanting to have like as you as a New Orleans Pelicans GM? Would you rather have three top ten picks, or would you have rather have two top three picks, which would guarantee you to have Zion and RJ versus you know Zion and you know two two good guys? I mean, of course they're going to be pretty good players. You know, a Jared Culver, a Ball, somebody like that, that nature. With the Knicks, have been rumored to have Kevin Durant. Maybe a Kimba, maybe a Kyrie. So you're gonna have stars that come along with it. Do you think that it's better to have that RJ, or do you think maybe maybe getting some good bench players eight and ten, you know, good role players is, is the better option? Considering the Knicks are in play um, for that third pick, you know, for AD, I think they should try to swap, just hold on to that and swap that pick because that third pick is so valuable. Like that's what everybody was clamoring for in the lobby. Like we gotta get in the top three. We gotta get in the top three. So the third pick is so valuable because you know you're getting a proven commodity. Zion is a proven commodity. RJ Barrett's a proven commodity. Like when he was in high school, he swept all the the, uh, the high school awards, and then he had one of the most prolific freshman seasons we've ever, we've ever seen. And plus, he has that rapport built up with Zion. So let's just say Zion may, and I know he's a ball player, but let's just say he really doesn't want to be in New Orleans. The friendship him and RJ have that would that would help them both transition NBA wise, um, even to New Orleans, like just just to that city, just into the NBA life together. I think that'll be a good move for them. That that third pick is so valuable, and we and we saw what kind of team chemistry they had together from playing that dude. I know Zion missed a few games, but I think together those guys could between rookie deal and the extension. I mean, seven years you're looking at two guys who are going to be two of the top three players in the draft class no matter what. So I think that third pick is just too valuable because at 8 and 10, the thing about who's there is you, you're going to have to work out so many guys to to see who's there and what you really want to fill your roster out. So um, I like Bo Bo. I like Jared Culver and guys like that. Um, Cam Reddish, he has upside, but I don't like his motor. Sometimes he's electric and sometimes he's not. Um, I just think that third pick is too valuable, so I would rather have the first and the third versus the first eight and ten. Now, speaking with New Orleans, now, if they was to, let's say, all right, so you got Zion and RJ, and their biggest problem at Duke was, of course, shooting. Now, these, these guys are both 18, 19 years old, so you know that, you know, that takes time, and they will become shooters, especially in a shooting league. You will hope that's what they work on, right? Um, with that being said, if, if RJ and Zion are on the team, you got Drew Holiday for now, you got uh, after that, you really don't have anybody else that's like a star power because Julius Randle is probably going to uh, decline his team option to make more money. So you won't have him. So what, what they what they will lack is shooting. Now, if they was to get eight and ten, like the guys you mentioned, a ball ball, a Cam Reddish, 
maybe a Culver. That's two. That's guys who can shoot the basketball. So if you have Zion surround him with shooters, kind of like a kind of like, like how the Bucks did, and kind of how Ben Simmons and Sixers last year, more, more last year than this year. You know, you surround him with shooters that that that, that could bode well. But of course, like you said, you want that Zion, you want that RJ, you want that two star potential because one is a small market, and as you've seen this year with uh, Bucks with the Blazers, how you having a great player and, you know, a, a good number two, you can, you can do something, you know, so uh, especially with a good team around you. So I understand why the Pelicans would want three versus eight and ten. So if you're the Knicks and, and you can't get Anthony Davis, if you, if you strike out, do I think going from three to, to eight and ten is better? Uh, I, I think I would lean more yes, and, and it really took me a long time to get to the decision because I'm thinking – if you if you if you're promised well not promised but you're rumored to get Kevin Durant and that's really like he's Kevin, the Knicks has been the strongest what the strongest um, Vegas odds for a long long time now halfway through the season and if you go get Knicks if you go get Kevin Durant you already got Kevin Knox I feel like getting R J Barrett is kind of you know redundant if that makes sense because um, because I think I, I believe the draft is before the free agency right so it is that that's 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 a big reason why I like NFL more because I really go for the known commodities, my stars first, and then use use the draft as my replacement, who, my fillers that I, that I couldn't get. That's that's my opinion. But um, with that being said, if you can, you know, tamper your way around the system and understand that Kevin Durant or maybe a Jim Butler is coming, you know, I don't think I don't think you would need a Kevin Knox and a Jim uh, and RJ Barrett and one of those wings. Now I do, you know, I you know how I believe that wings wings run the league, so the more wings the better, but. Uh, okay, you know, Kevin Durant can play the power forward. Knox can play power forward. Jim Butler can play the two. So, it, I mean, RJ can probably play the two as well. So, it's possible. But um, I, I think if you just get eight and ten, you get Kevin Durant, you get another, you get another star with that. You got Dennis Smith Jr. at point guard. So, you know, you're probably going to get a guard, another guard, and another, wing, uh, another big man. And you can build your team to have more assets around you because you're going to spend so much money on your stars to get there. You know, maybe, maybe RJ Barrett is better off um, getting traded to uh, Atlanta, and while he he's down there, the Knicks can build around those eight and eight and ten because they're not gonna be stars anyway. Because Kevin Durant is your guy, and let's just say I'm just put a name with the face. Let's just say it's Kyrie, or let's say it's Kimba. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be a big part of the team. So you need an eight and ten to be you know great role players. Uh, maybe that's like how OG was and how Siakam was before he became a star. So you know that's 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 the, my idea of what I think the Knicks are thinking. Because you gotta have you gotta have different plans. You gotta have you gotta be ready to make any moves. Um, and I think I think if the Knicks w- was to strike out on Anthony Davis, um, honestly, there's really not nobody else to trade for or on the block that's talented enough for you know to swap for R.J. Barrett. So you might as well get eight and ten because if only if you know you get Kevin Durant. Now if you not get Kevin Durant, I say go R.J. Barrett. But if the rumor, if the Vegas odds are correct, which is mostly is. Um, Durant probably you know coming there, so that's why I would I, I would think about this trade, and I think this is a good a great backup plan to have. For me, no matter what, do not trade the third pick. It's it's simply too valuable. I understand the point of having two lottery picks, seeing better than one, but to me, RJ Barrett equals two lottery picks. You know, like he's the guy's gonna be a star, and New York would they 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 could use him. Like he could be your your future cornerstone to build around something like that. But at eight and 10, you don't know what you're going to get because you don't know how the, 
the draft is going to play out. You could scout some guys, work out some guys, and think that they're going to be there or hope that they're – and then they're going off the board, and now you have to go to your second options and regroup your draft plan. So I'm not with the whole swap the third pick for 18. Keep that third pick no matter what. Best case scenario would be the third pick, draft RJ, trade whatever young assets, Robinson, Knox, you know, just get, get a package together, send that to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. No matter what happens in the finals, whether they win or lose, Kevin Durant outside of his player option signs, and now you have AD and KD. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario is you still keep the third pick, you draft RJ, you see what he turns into, you don't trade anybody, you keep Knox in the team, and then Kevin Durant plays out his last year of his deal. Anthony Davis plays out last year of his deal. During free agency, you just sign guys to one-year deals just to fill out the roster and you know use the cap up. And just like the Lakers just did, just use one-year deals. And then when, after the next season's over, Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant can still come to the team and build around R.J. Barrett. And, I, and like you said, you think there's too many wings, but there's no guarantee that Kevin Knox becomes a star. I believe in his potential to be a a great scorer, but I think Kevin Knox's ceiling could be like a Rudy Gay, which is at best a starter during his younger years, but over time he can be like your guy off the bench or sixth or seventh man. So you really could look at a lineup of Anthony Davis at center, Kevin Durant power forward, R.J. Barrett small forward. And then you can just sign some guys. I mean, I think I believe in Alonzo Trier, so that could be a shooting guard. And if you just go get some some guys like Rajon Rondo and Pat Bev to be your point guard, I think that can get you to the finals in the East. So just looking, just thinking about those kind of options because as a GM, you want to think about all options on the board. You know, those are the, the best and worst case scenarios. Right. I'm just thinking about the flexibility you have, um, knowing, knowing that Kevin Rent. Is, is probably going to lead the Warriors, knowing that you have cast space to sign two max players. And, you know, um, it, it really, it really, it's really a bad, I would say, I would say a bad fit because, you know, to me, out of the, out of the big three, Zion, RJ, and John Morant, I think John Morant will be the best player. Uh, I, I just think, you know, him being 6'5", 6'6", combo guard, can do it all. I think he would, he would ultimately be the best player. And I feel like if he was, you know, if, if let's say RJ was guaranteed going number two, now I'm definitely on your pay, on your on your side as far as not trading that pick. Um, but because it's RJ, and I'm not saying RJ is not gonna be a bad player, or nothing like that, because I think he's gonna be a star as well. Um, it it is the, you know, Kevin Durant is still prime and he's still got a good five six years left. You know, and it 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 kind of can it kind of can, can, can grow such a growth a little bit and. I, I'm trying to think of the, you know the other side. If RJ was gone, RJ probably would be a better play. You know he would he would emerge more quickly. I say if a Durant was was to come over there, or he, if he was versus him being left alone. Um, and that, that's my that's my thoughts on that. But uh, if if they if this trade does happen, and we're looking at the Atlanta Hawks now, um, change gears on that one. If they was to get the number three pick, you talking about a Trey Young? And John Collins, who have shown that they can be a problem, you add a guy like R.J. Barrett. Are we talking about the Hawks potentially becoming a? I, w- I wouldn't say dynasty, but I mean, you know, for a team for the future. And you think about how the other teams are shaping out in the East. This is a team. This is a playoff team. Uh, you know, for years to come. You know, once they all come into their own, 
And if if the if the potential that they were drafted at comes, you talk about a team that's going to be very very hard to beat. If the Hawks would make the playoffs right away because RJ is RJ is coming in giving you eighteen to twenty, and we know John Collins is about twenty and ten, and Trace is going to take another leap. Like Trace, twenty five and ten, yeah, a double double for for yeah, he can average a double double for the season. So if you get Two guys averaging double doubles, and I think RJ can come in and give twenty, him maybe 18, 18, 4 and four, probably win Rookie of the Year. Outside of you know Zion's gonna have the height. I mean Zion could probably make the All Star team his first year because you know the fans vote on who's gonna be in that first pool. So if he comes in and exciting like Zion could make the All Star team his first year, but I think over the long haul, if you give me a decade or if you give me twelve years of, of one guy. Give me RJ over Zion just because of as a player. I mean, of course, Zion's gonna sell plenty of shoes, shirts, gear, all that kind of stuff. But I think as a player, RJ's the better fit. And if he goes to the Hawks, they they could be so so dangerous, man. Like they already have like a shooter and herder paired with Trey Young, and you would get your do it all wing to replace Kent Bazemore, who's older and costs way, way too much. Too much. <laughs> It's so like, you know, you would get R.J. Barrett, who I think could – if he reaches his ceiling, he could be a James Harden-type guy like that can get, like, 20, 25 perennially if he if he hits his ceiling. So, yeah, I mean, they could be awesome. Like, that would that would like to see that land up, almost like how uh, the Falcons Super Bowl run did in the days of Michael Vick instead of just being basketball. And – you know, you know how I say that this this I've been saying this for a while to, to a lot of different teams. I think he's gonna sway he can sway the the way the league is without nobody knowing. And that's you know, because Hawks gonna have cash space. If you if you think about you get rid of baseball, you're thinking about nobody's making money because John Collins rookie deal, Trey Young rookie deal, and RJ Barry would be a rookie deal. You're talking about a team that can go who can go get a center, which I think, you know, is Vucevic. Because all, all they want to do is shoot threes anyway. So you got Zvuzovic who can stay out of the way for R.J. Barrett and John Collins in the paint. Now you got Trey Young who 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 won't miss. Now you said Herder he won't miss and Vucevic. That's three great shooters right there on on the team. You talking like you said the Hawks would be, like I said, a, a team that's going to be dangerous from years to come. And you know we we was really never scared of the Hawks. They always had a good team. Like you always had your Joe Johnson and Hal Horford and Josh, Josh Smith. They was great. They was good. But we was never scared. We was never serious about them being contenders. Yes, they was a one seed a couple times and two seeds in the playoffs. But you know and I know we don't believe in, 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 in the Atlanta sports teams, even though we are from Georgia. Oh, no. But this Hawks team could be something different. You know, if, if that was if, – if RJ and Vucevic are the guys that didn't get to come to the team or something like that. Just, you know, just speaking hypothetically. But I, I do think if the Hawks was able to capitalize on this – uh, it, it would have sent them uh, to relevancy. Now, I want to ask you this, though. Does – if Hawks made this trade, do they win that trade that they did last year when the Hawks and the Mavs decided to trade – Hawks traded back, Mavs traded up, drafted Luka, and you saw what he did. 22.6 well, – I think like uh, eight rebounds, six assists for, tra- uh, for Luka Doncic, who – should have been an all-star. He was a very upset, but he's playing an all-star level. He's he's already arrived. He's already here, and he's only twenty years old. Uh, but but do you think that the Hawks will win this trade if the, if the trade comes out to be Luca, and is and is now versus Trey Young and R.J. Barrett? It's a it's a win-win either way because Luca's ceiling is high, Trey Young's ceiling is high. So the 
the swap, it's a win-win. I mean, I know the pick was thrown in, but either way it goes, it's a win-win for both uh, both franchises. Even if the Hawks kept Luka, um, you know, of course, that the trade wouldn't happen, so the pick wouldn't be there. But even just having Luka, you would get guys to want to come play with him, and you would probably be in a similar spot draft-wise. So you would probably have to settle for, like, a Cam Reddish or something like that. But as far as the trade, the trade worked out great for the Hawks. It worked out great for the Mavs because look at what it did for the Mavs. They end up getting Porzingis in the second trade because Luke was already in right. place. So so I think it, it worked out for both sides because the Hawks are in a good position right now to do something great. And the Hawks could have easily got in the lottery and still been able to get better just if things had fell a different way. So it, that trade was a – it's a rare thing in the NBA where a team – is a, a trade is a win-win, but this was definitely a win-win. Yeah, trade. and then, like, when we look at these, like, you know, draft day trades or when players are traded for each other, we always, you know, we don't really it's – not, it's not really when they were drafted or how it was drafted. It's really about what, what – when, when after they swap teams, how did that success happen? And like, you know, like maybe like a, uh, like an Eli Phillip River situation, you know. That's pretty much even. Yes, Eli Manning got two rings, but it's not like – it's not like Eli was like uh, – um, what Nick Foles in the Super Bowl two years ago, uh, for example, and you same thing. You swap you swapping Luca for 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 Trey Young, and they both play outstanding this year, especially for rookies. Who I think Luca Luca Dodgers is a rookie of the year, but you know Trey Young has a good case as well. But you know when you got when you got two guys who put on a show and dominated from you know from their respective teams and were, were the best players on their teams, it's you know I mean you can't you can't really knock knock either one. Um, I do think the I do think the Hawks though can get away with kind of like you said they actually could have won the lottery and maybe had would have had Zion RJ because I think they was top four and they failed so or I believe so um, they they was up there and they failed so they would have had an opportunity to have one of those guys Zion RJ but if they was able to swap these picks and still get an RJ Barrett I think that's a that's another win by the Hawks and and like you said the Mavericks made the the, the trade for Przingis so they got another win so it's like. But both these teams are on the rise, and the Hawks, if they're doing this from the Knicks, it's, like, it's kind of like the Knicks, kind of like, it feel like they, I want to say mess up, but it's like, man, if y'all trade R.J. Barrett away, it's, it's, it's like you traded R.J. Barrett away, you tra- traded Porzingis away just to get um, just to, just to get Kevin Durant. I mean, I guess it's not a, a lose-lose. I mean, I guess it's a win-win either way, too, but it's like you hoping Kevin Durant come, and you when, when you, re- you would have had Porzingis and you would have R.J. Barrett, on the same team, even though Porzingis kind of forced his way out. Um, but I do like what the Hawks are doing. And, I, and if, it, if it is true and they're able to pull this trigger, uh, the Hawks, Hawks franchise will, will extend pretty quickly. Yeah, the Hawks, they could easily be a Eastern Conference, I won't say contender, but perennial playoff team because they're starting to make so many great moves. Like Trey Young's going to be – he's going to be great. Just looking at how the league is set up, and Trey Young almost can't fail, and neither can Doncic. Like Doncic is a – 21, 22.8 rebounds, six assists, almost a triple threat from day one. So, like, those are two guys that can flourish in today's game because that's what the game is all about. If you need to be able to do it all or you need to be able to do what Trey does, who can shoot almost like Curry and he can almost get you 10 assists. So, you kind of need you kind of need those kind of players. So, there, there's no way either guy flops in the NBA. Yeah, no, you 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 right about that. And I think the I think uh, if the Knicks if the Knicks does decide to pull this trigger, uh, I, I know you will be disappointed. Um, and 
I think I will too if, like I said, they strike out because this really is this them the draft become being first before free agency, uh, kind of makes it kind of makes it a a hard you know, um, I guess what like trying to predict it and you you don't you don't have that certainty that Kevin Durant's coming, and so if 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 I told you Kevin Durant was coming and I, and I told you you can't get AD at all the you saying you saying there's no way you trade in three because the reason I ask you this is because like if you know you get Kevin Durant you got Kevin Knox and I can promise you one more star player you don't you think it's better to have you know RJ Durant and that other star player versus having you know Durant the star player and then you have you you building a team around them I mean obviously RJ Barrett is great but you know having two bodies on the floor versus one. You know, you don't think that's a you know, especially when you have Dennis Smith Jr., you have Knox, you have Trier. You don't think adding more talent around those guys can help them? Because Kevin Durant, I mean, you 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 put the talent around Kevin Durant, he can get you to he can get you far. And I feel like you know that's a team that can go pretty far quickly, uh, especially in the East. I mean, I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the world because just his mere presence alone is affecting how people are picking the finals. Well, Kevin Durant plays, they're gonna win it in five. He plays and win it in six. If he doesn't play, you know, Toronto wins it in whatever. So I think he's the best player in the world because wherever he moves, he's gonna transform a franchise. So having him paired with the potential RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox, that's good. It'll it'll put New York back on the map as a place. You know, he'll be the starter team. But as far as his career wise, the years he has left. The miles he'll put on his body and won't be in championship contention with those young guys, I wouldn't like that. So, I would rather say KD that stays with the Warriors <laughs> and just try to keep on winning. Like, because it's like what LeBron's doing now. He he basically sacrificed his year, you know, trying to carry young guys to the playoffs. And they would have been in the play. I mean, they would have been in the playoffs had he not gotten injured. Like, the dude had him at the four seed a quarter of the way in. So there's no way he would have maintained it because the guy's still top three best players in the world himself. So there's no way he wouldn't have not maintained the Lakers as a top, at least a top eight seed. I mean, I thought they were going to make on the back end anyway. But Kevin Durant going to the Knicks, man, without another star to go with you, because at the most he could sign like a four-year, probably 190 contract if he leaves the Warriors because he's leaving the extra year on the table if he leaves. For the next four years, from age thirty, what thirty-one to thirty-five, you just want to compete for championships because after that, your last contract, no, guys aren't going to want to come play with you. It's kind of like where LeBron's at now. Guys aren't really just dying to go play with LeBron anymore. So I, I'd rather have the the KD AD pairing over KD RJ and Knox. Now, longevity wise, it may work out for the Knicks to get those young guys and keep them, keep grooming them. But you have to hope all those guys become stars in their own right, which I think RJ will, but I don't, I don't think Knox and Trier and DSJ will be. I think those would be great role players. I think Trier can be a good starting guard for a few years. I think Knox can be Rudy Gay-esque. Um, and DSJ, he may be Emmanuel moody <laughs> just based on how his, <laughs> just based on how his game looks right now. You know, but I wouldn't uh, – I don't see Kevin Durant even coming to the Knicks with those young guys to just to not win unless oh. there's already a talk yeah. of AD, AD saying, I'm going to play the year out. Even if they trade me, I'm going to rental for the second half of the season and I'm coming to New York to play with you regardless. 
Now, then that would be awesome for the Knicks because they, they would have the young players and the two stars still. But just going by your scenario, what if they don't get AD? What if they don't get AD? They just keep the pick and let RJ come. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I'd just stay on the Warriors, play it out, and see what the free agent landscape is the, the following season. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I think I think you know to to lose that point, you know, when Paul George got traded and even Kawhi this year, you know, if you want to go somewhere, tell me this: what like even if they trade you or. Or uh, as Paul George did, t- try to tell and be loyal to Indiana. Like I, I'm sorry. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm Davis, I would, I would just play the years out and left, and not sign the contract. You know that that, that just that just me because they. I mean, at some point, you know the 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 business side of it, the front office side. You know they they gonna do what's best for them. So you can do what's best for you too. And to me, in my opinion. Don't you know how I told you? I said, don't be two people in this world. Don't be mellow, and don't be the Jacksonville Jaguars. So don't be mellow and trade. Go to the, force away to the team where they have to trade everybody away that you need to help you win. You got traded in the trade for you. Because imagine mellow walked walk to the Knicks instead of getting traded, and what it had was Chandler and Gallinari outside him. And so instead of you playing Steve Novak, you got Gallinari out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got better talent around you. It would have been way better. Way better. <laughs> way and better. Mark came, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, it's, your team would have been way better. And and, and I, I'd, rather just, I'd rather just walk away and and, and go there. Like you, like you mentioned, if, if AD and KD could talk, like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm just going to play this one year out, and then I'm just going to be out, and I'm, come, I'm coming your way. So, make sure you go there, sit, tell them to save money for me, I'm coming. And then, and then that was the case, you know, whether we keep RJ or we trade to get, let's say, let's put name in the faces where you get a uh, – Hunter from Virginia or ball ball something like that. I don't know whatever you, whatever you do, the niggas do at an eight and ten spot. Um, you know you got you got players around them. You got help, and then by then you know Knox will be you know three four years in. Trier will be three or four years in. This new junior, hopefully he get develop a shot. And you got you got things on the on the horizon, and you know Knicks Knicks are in a great. I mean they're they're in a good situation because no matter what, keep the pick and draft RJ and you good. But if you, if you if you trade the pick eight and ten, you still get Kevin Durant. You still might you still get two good players, you know, and you got you got room to grow. So I mean, the, the Knicks, if this, if it is true that the Knicks do trade this pick um, and get eight and ten, you know, I think that would extend the Hawks immediately, and the Knicks can still can still save grace by getting two good players and a Kevin Durant. Um, but like I said, if it doesn't happen, just like you said, just keep the pick. RJ gonna be a star anyway, and you're fine. Yeah, that's that's the best case scenario, you know, because KD's injured, so we got, we don't know to what extent he is injured, and we don't know how the finals plays out. Because I think if they win the finals without him playing at all, he has to leave. There's no way he can come back, so he has to opt out and go ahead and sign a four-year deal somewhere else. If they lose it without him, that may give him a reason to say, "All right, I'm going to take that player option to come back. Let's try to go get the the four and six years." Um, so it kind of depends upon the finals to a certain degree. It, it kind of depends upon – we know AD is going to meet with David Griffin again. Um, so we got to see how that plays out. But I want to circle back to your point real quick. I don't know why guys just don't learn from LeBron more. Like LeBron knew in 2010, I'm playing out my season with the Cavs. Like I'm going to see what happens. Like he didn't say nothing. He didn't, he didn't give any promises on signing back. I'm leaving he just played the season out. They, they don't lose to the Celtics, and then he ended up making the decision 
which was at the time the best decision for his career. I'm going to go to Miami, play with another top five player, another top 15 player in Bosch, and let's go try to yep. win. So, and like you said about Paul George, like, dude, if you want to go to L.A., just don't say anything. When you when it's time for the meetings with the front office and your agent, you guys go sit down and say, you know, what we're looking like going forward. Just say, I want to see how the situation plays out. I want to just, uh, you know, look, we can we can stay in contact, we can stay in dialogue, but I don't want to make any decisions until the off season approaches. And like the Spurs, they they did it the smart way. At least when they got somebody back, you know, they they got back Demar Derozan, so they didn't. In these trades, nobody loses anybody for anything because the Pacers they still won out. They got all the depot back, so that was a good, good, you know, good trade. And the Spurs ended up getting DeRozan, who's a perennial All Star, so they didn't lose out. But it's just like when these stars ask out. Like sometimes, you know, in the Paul George case, for himself, if he really wanted to get to like he should have not said anything, right? And kind of like Anthony, Anthony Davis, he shouldn't have right. said anything. He should have just like, hey. Let's just see how it plays out. But instead, they wanted to, to shut him down. And, and I wouldn't even say Anthony Davis' fault because, like, he – even though I think he's a top five player in the NBA right now, his personality isn't confrontational. Like, just look at how he does interviews and how he's interacting with the media in his seven years in the NBA. Like, he's not a confrontational, I want to get traded type of guy. Like, there was more of his agent, Rich Paul, doing that. So I think the agents have to do a better job of, like, trying to not – be so pushy about stuff because they were trying to push to LA and it blew up two teams. So like just, just sometimes you just gotta chill out. And then even if he did go play with LeBron, they wouldn't have had any bench because all the young guys would have been exactly. gone. So like you gotta just sometimes just just chill out and let guys just play. The, I know LeBron's on a short window with you know his age and, and attrition, but sometimes you just better let guys play it out. Exactly. Well, that'd be preach care preach for today. Uh, We'll be back. We'll be back next week. Uh, still talking about the NBA Finals, so uh, keep keep it keep in mind that you know it's still Toronto and seven. Oh yeah, most definitely. Kawhi finds the MVP. Toronto and seven. Hey, they go. They gonna do it. The it, dynasty, the dynasty will fall. Hey, we went. I know at one point you did convert over to the Bucks, but I remember when we did our playoff preview uh, on April thirteenth. Y'all go check that out in the archives. I, I was on Warriors Raptors then, and even we were, me and you were laughing. We were joking around on Twitter, like we were like, "Let's go see what we tweeted back then." And even uh, I saw the tweet where I was saying, like, you know, if the Blazers want to make a finals, like Chuck, Chuck and Ken was saying, they need a third seed. And uh, and I was saying, like, I still like the Raptors coming out of the East. That was back in March, so this is not long ago, but it was before everything began to play out. So I, I just believe in the Raptors, man. Like, whenever you have the best player in the East. You can get there. We saw what LeBron did for eight right. years. So, if you had, if you had the best player in the East, you know you can at least get to the conference finals, and you should have at least a shot in the finals. And this Raptors team is way better than what LeBron had with the Cavs last year. And LeBron could have really stole Game One if Jr. had been paying attention. <laughs> and 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 they still had a shot to win. I think it was Game Three. Like Game Three was close, so LeBron could easily two been one. up yeah. two one in last year's finals. So with Kawhi, who's He's not as great legacy-wise as LeBron, but present day, he's one of the top players in the world like LeBron is. With a better roster, length, depth, guys who've been in a moment and not afraid, and who in no situations like JR didn't know, Kawhi can win this series. And, I mean, even if the, if the Warriors just kind of implode like Lexington in 04, it could be over in five. I mean, that's, 
that's a little absurd to get that risk saying <laughs> that. Hey, <laughs> it could be on hey, you, 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 you never know. We the prophets right here, though. <laughs> we the prophets. Oh, yeah. All right, we out. Prophets, prophets, <laughs> All right, man, we out. <laughs>